Welcome to the Life After Kids podcast with Drs. Brooke and Lynn. We're getting real, raw, and vulnerable on all things midlife. We're sharing our friendship of over 20 years, and we're having honest conversations about our struggles and what it really takes to live a meaningful life after kids. So brew your coffee or steep your tea and pull up a chair. Let's have a chat. Together, we'll rewrite the next chapter in Show Midlife Who's Boss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life After Kids with Drs. Brooke and Lynn. I'm Dr. Brooke. And I'm Dr. Lynn. And I'm. this is like, I don't know if we can even do this right now because we changed seats for the oh. first time in over a year. Disrupt the pattern. This is like <laughs> the 70th or 80th something episode we filmed. And on my right side instead of on my I right. don't even know what to do with myself. But <laughs> thank you for joining us. As always, we're glad you're here. Yes. And... What are we talking about? It's, you know, it's June. We're getting into Father's Day. Listen, for those of us that are married or have a significant other or a partner, it's time to love on them a little bit. Mm. We're (laughs) we're getting, we're getting down talking about the man. (laughs) What is happening right now? It's late and Dr. Lynn is punchy. It's been a long day of filming. I think it's, it's 10 o'clock my time right now. It's nine o'clock your time. This is your bedtime. You should be in bed. My golden hour. So you're going to, as you listen, forgive us for any (laughs) weird things that we might say, like loving on our men. (laughs) So, but no, we, we want to, we need, we want to have this discussion because it is, I believe this is going to come out at Father's Day on Father's Day, if not sometime around there, but this is an important conversation. It really is because many of us are in this phase where our kids are teens, young adults, and we're looking ahead to years that we still have obviously to live. And um, if we're married, we want to know that we're going to have a, you know, a a passionate love affair or a a good marriage, even just like, even just keeping it on a a basic level, we're going to be spending a lot of time with our, with our husbands. Yes. And so many of us are thinking about what can we do to strengthen those bonds with uh, the important men in our life. Yes, it's, it is a great discussion because if we really want this life after kids to be fulfilling and fabulous, and we want to thrive in this stage, this is a piece to the puzzle because number one, a basic need is love and connection. And number two, it's your life partner. You know, it's the person that you're waking up with every day that you're spending your day with. And you certainly don't want to be miserable in that relationship. Yeah. And, and beyond just miserable, that's setting the bar low. How do we thrive in those relationships and how do we make them yeah. really loving and joyful? And how do we meet each other's needs? And I think everything that we're going to be talking about, this is not, and we've prefaced this before, if you are in an abusive situation or in a very like, this is, this conversation is for those of us who are in relatively healthy relationships that we want to take to the next level. And we just want to make sure don't become stagnant, right? Yes, that's well said. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you need help, if you are, um, you know, if your relationship is really struggling beyond, um, just, you know, we are wondering if you're going to make it, then that's more of a therapy situation, more of an intervention situation. This is, again, like you said, 
how can you take it to the next level? How can you turn it up a notch so that you're having more fun and you're having more connection um, as you're moving into a phase of life where it's mostly just going to be you and your husband spending time. Right. Without your kids there. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So one of the, one of the best books that I've read lately is a book called strengths-based marriages. As you guys know, I'm a strengths coach um, through Gallup. And what that means is there are, you know, that's an assessment and I'm, and Dr. Brooke knows a lot about this as well, but we help women, we help couples, we help people to identify what they're really good at. Right. Um, but there's a, in that there's a lot of material that can, we can take from it to help us improve our relationships. Mm -hmm. It's a starting point. So this book has some of that information, but it has so many good tips, practical things for you to take out of it, to help you do just that, turn your relationship up a notch. Um, and it was written by two gentlemen, uh, Jimmy Evans um, and Alan Kelsey. One of them is a marriage expert, therapist, okay. and the other is a strengths expert. And so they jointly wrote this book. And one of the things that they talked about in there that I thought was just so perfectly um, written and so important is that we each, as men and women, we have different primary needs. Okay. So if you can take a guess what, what's the most, what's the most common primary need. Now, this is not every single woman, but in general, this is the most common primary need that women need. Well, I know what it is. So you're asking like, I'm cheating. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So all of you think of what it is, but it's security, right? Like feeling safe and secure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that surprises me a little bit because I would say if you, well, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because I'm a six. So of course I want to always want to feel safe. And when I say six, I mean six on the Enneagram. Um, but I, I would think it would be more to be like, to feel loved and seen. Yeah. I think, you know, this, some, it might get some people's backs up because it really seems to be very, um, old fashioned, Mm -hmm. you know, that women, the whole stereotype of women want somebody to come in and ride in on a horse and them that whole thing. I mean, of course, the modern definition of a woman is we can, we can have jobs and we can, you know, that's, that's not it. But at the end of the day, I do think we look to as a feminine spirit uh, person, we do look to um, our male partners um, for that security and stability that they provide that goes back like hundreds and thousands of years. Yeah. Right. And it does take us back to some of those more primitive roles. Um, and I, and I think that's where it comes from. So, and it can, it can look like that love and connection as well. So like some of the, some of the statements that women would want to hear would be, you know, honey, you come first. Mm. Right. So that's where that feels like a loving and connection connect to me. That's statement. feeling loved and being seen. Yeah. But it's the security of knowing that he's putting you first. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. We do want to be put first. Yeah. Yeah. So you are the most important thing in my life. Mm. Wouldn't that be music to our ears? Yes. Right. You're not a burden to me. That's an interesting one. But I mean, if your husband were ever to say that, I think I would feel like, "Hmm." what are you really saying? So what you're saying is I am a burden. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's their words, but the last one would be 
you're worth anything else that I might need to sacrifice. In other words, you know, I'm, you know, I would, you're worth whatever, yeah, whatever it would take. Right. I like, I, to me hearing all that, that makes perfect sense. And in my mind that goes along. Like if I, if I had written that book, now I'm telling marriage <laughs> experts what to do. <laughs> it would have been like feeling loved and seen. I just, struggle with the security piece just because we've come so far as women. And like, to, to me, that gives a little bit of a negative connotation. Yes. Um, do you know what I mean? I, like yeah, I but get at, the, but whole... at the heart of it, I really do believe like if we are being honest with ourselves, we do appreciate in some of those, again, this is the more traditional side of the male-female relationship. Yep. And it doesn't look like that at all times. And there are spectrums. And there are obviously the exceptions to that rule sure. in couples. But I do believe that women in general appreciate uh, a male figure. I'm trying to say this like without sounding not like the be, biggest, yes. you know. <laughs> <laughs> June Cleaver, you know, like yeah, you don't want to, but I, yeah, I mean, I think there was like there was a Sex in the City episode on this, and I mean, thinking about them as being like modern females, and at the end of the day, it was like, yeah, we do kind of want that, you know, security and safety mm-hmm. from knowing that our partners would put us first and yeah. want to sacrifice to take care of us. Right. And I think it's a step beyond like, we're kind of getting steered in a weird direction. because we're going to talk about loving on the men. And here we are talking about ourselves as usual, (laughs) but it's not like the security, like we are not capable or we can't take care of ourselves or provide for ourselves. It's more like we want to be secure in the relationship and, and feel loved and seen and know that we are the most important. That's what we all want. I think in so many of the things that we struggle with as women, even in our friendships is comes down to insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that piece I can get. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I do think it comes back to, I think it was a good place to start with us because if we understand our needs and it resonates well, then we, when we do talk about this with men, it's not going to be again, another, oh gosh, do we have to fluff up his feathers? And because when we talk about the primary need for men, can you guess what it is? (laughs) Again, you know, so uh, yeah and I heard this I heard this many years ago at a women's meeting and it was such an aha moment for me because I was terrible at this with Ken but when men and and this comes from surveys and research too if you ask a man like what's the most important thing to them in a relationship and once again we may ruffle some feathers here because Mm -hmm. of just you know like I feel like over the last several years our men have taken a beating here in some ways because and, you know, not to slouch on women and the feminist movement and just, I, I, we need to go in these spaces right now, but men want to be respected. Yeah. Honor and respect. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I can tell you for, when I first heard that it was like hard for me to process and wrap my brain around because I, I really, especially when my kids were little and I'm just sleep deprived and trying to get through the days, he, Ken was like my punching bag. <laughs> And you just, you know, and we all have been like where we're nagging at, like, you know, the just nagging and the honey-do list and pointing out everything that's wrong. If you've had it, like I, at least I have a tendency and I think many of us do. And I think this is a good conversation because we've talked about this before. If we want a healthy relationship and we want our husbands to be a certain way towards us, it starts with how we treat them. Yeah. 
do you want your garbage, all your, your item line items listed off and ticked off? Um, and do you want a punching bag or do you want somebody who fulfills your needs and you fulfill those, right? right. Hire a handyman. Like, right. You know, that's, so yeah, there are things practically speaking that we need to do every day, but at the end of the day, um, you want to feel you like your needs are met, right? And the only way to, the best way, not the only way, the best way to ensure that is to go about, you start by giving first and then be in a, hopefully a, a loving two-way relationship where that person's going to give that back to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. And I feel like over the last several years and this, I'm going out on a limb here and I don't hope I don't tick people off, but go for it. Do it. I feel like, and maybe this is a perspective too, as a mother raising three men, boys into men, like our men have taken a bit of a beating <laughs> in general, not like my men specifically, but just our men in general. And not to say that there haven't been atrocities against women and women have suffered abuse and there's been different various things, the Me Too movement and all of these things, but there are plenty of good men out there. And the last thing that we want to do, I think, is lump them all in one big, bad, negative basket and just um, ostracize is not the word, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's not emasculate. Alienate what's the word? them? Like, it, what's emasculate? Minimize them? Mi- minimize them, maybe. Because I think, I just, like, at the end of the day, for me, we're going to have another podcast with this, but I, I want... I want a loving man that sees me as his equal, but I also want a strong man that can step up for me and, you know, help me through difficult situations, have my back. Do you You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think that starts with like, we have to have a certain amount of respect for them too. That doesn't mean we're a punching bag or a mat that they walk over. Certainly not. No, but, but, but I think what you're saying is, you know, we are different. So yes. that whole book, right? Men are from Venus and men no. are from Mars and women. I didn't are from read that Venus. book. Did you read it? I didn't either, but there <laughs> <laughs> we go again. <laughs> Is that they're different guys? And so yeah. so insecurity comes in or we get into trouble when we project what who we are and what we are onto our husbands. Yes. Are we, we, but then we complain because then, then they try to give us what we want. And then we complain that they're not masculine enough or, you know, so we cannot have it both ways. You've got to respect that there are differences and try to see the beauty in the differences and honor the differences and, and then, you know, go out on a limb for your partner and give them what they need so that hopefully that gets it comes back to you yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean right the step one is knowing that loving on your spouse or your partner is not loving them the way you want to be loved mm. necessarily because what they need is different yeah yeah so, and that's a big thing to get over and realize right yeah so with a man you know here's some music to his ears yeah let's hear it honey i believe in you mm. right now would you ever think like i mean that's great but I know that just, those are, these are the things that we need to hear because. Yeah. yeah. It's not something I would <clears throat> think to say that a man, that a man would need to hear yeah. necessarily. Yeah. This, but, 
In fact, it is. Yep. Um, you're a good man and a good provider. I mean, there's so much self-worth for a man wrapped up in how he does provide for his family. Not every single man, but for many, yeah. right? The majority. And that's what we're talking, speaking to, um, to just speak that word, those words of affirmation into that, um, you know, because a lot of times on TV, you'll see, it's like such a cliche, right? Where you see the woman and she's like, I think we need a bigger house and we need a bigger trip. And we, you know, and not to say that men don't do that because they definitely do. Yeah. Um, but you know, and then, and then over here, you've got this man working hard for it. And then the woman complains that he's never home. Yeah. yeah right. Like, so these are just some of the things you can, we have a 50% divorce rate guys. Right. So there's That's some so sad, things yeah. we're not Something's not right. Some things aren't going yeah. right. So can we just stop and look at it critically? Um, I, I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. Yeah. It's, right. Instead of a punching bag. And maybe you don't have that, that sort of rapport. So not everybody's all touchy feely or like good with compliments, but start small and say something you can do. And then you can work up yeah. to that. Yeah. Then it feels more sincere and it feels more respectful yeah. of, the, of the relationship. We're on the same team. I think that one is huge. Oh, that's huge. Approach in approaching your life, um, approaching going about the way that you, you know, take on things. Um, and then just remembering that you're on the same team instead of being adversaries, which um, again, I think is some. So many moms in the Life After Kids community are seeking more purpose now that their kids are grown. But over and over again, we hear this one thing. I don't know where to start. That's why we created the Life After Kids Goals Framework and User's Guide. It's the one tool you need to design your new chapter, and it will show you where to start. The best part is it's free. Use the link Go dot lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework to get yours now. That's go.lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework. Let's get started redesigning our life today. It can be common. Yeah. And is is not a good long-term strategy. Yeah. A healthy marriage. That's a huge thing. And I, I, I've taken to, I, I try to be very mindful of like, just to let Ken know that even if it's just a simple thing, like he, something that he did that I know that I, that I know that he, I'm trying to think of a good example for you guys. Like, um, like if there was a picture that I had been waiting to have hung, I'm going to use that example, which is a bad example because it's a horrible picture hanger. <laughs> Talk about, we're talking about respect. And I'm like, but you know, like I try to be really mindful of like, thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate you yeah. doing that. Like that meant a lot. I know, you know, that was important to me and I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, just letting, you know, even if it's something little, but I think I know that he appreciates that. Like, cause once again, there's some respect, but even on the flip side, I was talking with women, letting them feel seen too, you know, is so important to verbalize those things. Yeah. Just, re I mean, if, if that's in fact important to you, speak it, speak it to them, yeah. speak it into them. Because then the likelihood of them doing something like that again for you, <laughs> right. Yeah. Instead of saying something like where I could have been like, what's well, about time or I've been waiting or, on that oh, or no, thanks for doing that. But the corner's too high. On yes. The right. 
Yeah, which well, I'm no choice for that too. I know. But yeah, but they, this is where, right, when we can extend the compliment. Yeah, always just like, I'm always like, just turn, turn it back. How would you feel? Like, and, yes. how, and how do we feel when we're corrected by them? I mean, my goodness, uh, right? Like, yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And again, they're not always um, in my, in my relationship, I, I'm usually the one you know, that has to stop and go, Oh, okay. Cause not that Mark's perfect, but, um, there's, a, it seems like in, in a relationship, it's usually goes one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just reward. I love that. Just that remembering to reward the behavior <laughs> that you want to see more of. It's yeah. It that. sounds like you're it sounds like we're talking about a child or training a dog, but it's, but if you know, like, I think we have a tendency to jump so quickly Positive to the negatives, but it's true though, because we have a tendency to jump to the thing, yeah. all the things that are yeah. wrong. But when we speak life into our partner and we speak like positivity and like, thank you so much. Or I saw that you did that. Or man, I see you working your tail off this week. And thank, thank you. you. Like, thank you for what you do yeah. for the family. And by the way, it just happens to be that in our, you know, Ken travels for work. He does a lot. He is, you know, the primary breadwinner in the house. That doesn't mean every home's like that. Yeah. It could be you, it could be the woman, but whatever the case they're do, they're contributing something. Yeah. And what they need to hear is like, I real like, I'm grateful for whatever. Yeah. Maybe it's that he was at home with the kids. Well, you, well, then it's like, man, I thank you. Yeah, I know. Thank you for what you're doing. I know how hard it's, it's gotta be difference. to be with the kids today yeah. or what you did. Like, thank you so much. Thank you. Like, for, um, you know, sitting down with Andrew and talking him through the colleges. That was awesome. What you did like yeah. those, those it's, it's important to speak it's those so, things. It's so easy to, you see it, but we don't, I think, unless you're around other people that are effusive or positive, it's something that we, I think we could do more of, right? Like we we're talking all the time about, being kinder and, you know, being more loving and getting back to our pre, you know, COVID times when, you know, when things weren't so high stress, but yep. I really think that it's just, it seems easy and we could do, we could do more of it. I agree. And one other thing that just um, struck me, like when it comes to respect, I think another thing that's really important to keep in mind um, that I really watch in the house. And I think Ken does very well too, is like reinforce with your kids. If you Mm -hmm. see them being disrespectful to your partner, that that is not okay. Mm. Like, you know, if they get lippy or if something happened, you know, if they say something they shouldn't or talk to them in a like whatever it is, like I've had so many instances where I'm like, um, excuse me, and sometimes it's a situation I just walk into. I don't know who's in the right or the wrong, but he's your dad and you don't talk to him that Love way. It. Love it. And I bet he does that back for you. And he does. He a- absolutely. What a, what a great example. I mean, just first of all, that you're on the same team, that you're together first and foremost, so that you are a unified front for the kids. Yes. Because that is speaking to their love language, which is safety and security in, yes. in the home, right? The, kid. the parents are together. Yeah. yeah. 100%. But you're also modeling for them. When you speak those words of affirmation and your kids hear it, you're modeling for them how to communicate effectively, how to reinforce and sure. affirm someone and how to be in a healthy relationship sure. that is nurturing and Abs- evolving. 
Absolutely. So they're seeing, they're, they're, they're seeing that, that firsthand, firsthand that you're a united front and you're demanding, when you demand respect from your kid for your spouse, that goes bounds. And Ken and I, and this is off topic a little bit, but not completely when it comes to, because we're talking about respect and respecting your partner. Um, we started very early on from the times our kids, kids were young and it doesn't happen a hundred percent of the time, but we try to be mindful of, as you said, a united front. So if the kids were wanting to do something or they're being disciplined or whatever, and Ken steps in and says something, and then you know how kids have the tendency goes, well, mom, dad said, even if I didn't agree with it, it's a dad, if that's what dad said, that's what the answer is. And don't come to me. Don't go, don't go circle out now. Ken and I know that we stand as a centered front, but on the back end, we might be having a long discussion afterwards about why I disagreed, but we don't do that in front of the kids. That's so good. And even, even now as they're getting older, you because you that, see the, and then that can cause manipulation so with problems. the kids. And that's, that would sidestep so many problems. Yeah. If people would just learn that early on in, in your child's you know life, because they're only going to try that so many times to try to divide you. And then it's oh. like, And then they know they can't. And when it comes to this conversation on respecting our men, you know, this is an important piece because I think at least in my house, like a lot of the Ken, like there are certain things that I like lean on Ken to do. There's certain things he leans on me to do. And I think they're different in each household, but in our home, for the most part, he would back off a little bit with the parenting and sort of follow my lead. Right. And so I show him respect when I allow him to do that too. And not just assume that I know everything because Mm -hmm. I'm the mother and I was the one at home with them. And I know bad, you know what I'm saying? Like that it comes not whatever those narratives I tell myself, it's important to be respectful of them too, and allow them to do parenting as well. It's just, just so important to have for them to have. um, So anyway, yeah, I think that comes from the respect piece and we can wrap up, but I gotta, I gotta share this story. I probably have shared this with you before. I've definitely shared it with my kids, but that was ingrained in me from a very young age with my dad, because my dad, for some reason, (laughs) this is going to sound so stupid, but would not let us, when we were let her call my mom, mom, or no, sorry, she, we weren't allowed to refer to her as she like, well, she said, la la la. And he'd go, how many times have I, like, you don't call your mother. She, she's your mom, respect her. And it's mom. It's not, I don't want you to refer to her as she now he had, and he had told us that that's his dad drew a hard and fast line. There were seven kids in the house. His dad was blind. He towed the line like they, he ran a ship and that was their role in the house. So we grew up with this. And one day it was over the holidays. I will never forget this day. We we're at my grandparents' house and my grandfather was older by that time. He's got his head down. He's got a cigarette in his hand <laughs> and we're running around the house. And me and my brothers are bickering about something. And my dad steps in and I was like, well, she said that we could la la la. And I was talking about my mom. And my dad goes, how many times do I have to tell you kids? Don't call your mother she. And my grandfather lifts his head up and he's like, when the hell do you want him to call her? Pig. (laughs) And my dad, me and my brother's face, like our eyes were like saucers. We're like, oh my gosh, I think this is the coolest thing we've ever heard. And my dad was like, dad. Seriously, like you raised us on this. You've instilled it in me. And now you've just undone everything. I. That's the best. Anyway, (laughs) so I guess there's different roles for grandparents. I don't know. We're not at that phase yet, but if you're a grandparent, let us know. (laughs) And P.S. Don't call your husband pig or your (laughs) 
whatever. Don't don't have that as a takeaway from this. Yeah. So anything else to add? Uh, No, I just think that, you know, um, life is better with a partner by your side. Yes. And just keeping that in mind, what do you need to do? And a lot, anything worth having, it usually takes a sacrifice. So yeah, you can do that without losing a part of yourself. So I think that's where we get told like a kind of a bad bill um, from the media because it's it seems like it's either either or. Mm-hmm. But there's a place, there's a space in there, just like you would for a good friend, mm-hmm. right? You're you're giving them what they need. You're communicating in their language. Yeah. Um, and and you're sacrificing that in sense of you just that takes time and effort but it's so worth it it's so worth it and they deserve it we love them yeah and I think I think just to bring this conversation for full circle there's nothing you can I believe that we can respect our men the men in our life and lift them up Mm. and help to strengthen them and help to love on them and that doesn't have to take away from us yes. and our strength and our power. That doesn't belittle us. No. And we shouldn't look at that way. That, relationships that's, that's like looking any, at, you know, whether that's between friends or coworkers. Exactly where I was going. We yeah. wouldn't do that to our friends. No. Like when we lift each other up, we're all lifted up. And I all think that times. to this idea that we, it's time for women to step up and be strong. Uh, yes, I agree. Like, I consider myself a strong woman and a very capable woman, but I also know that I'm stronger with a husband that is respected and loved and feels strong in his own right. I don't want to take that away from him in any way because I think it takes away from me Yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I hope that you stuck along with (laughs) enough to to hear that and hear where we're coming from, but yeah, it's very good. So ladies, thank you for joining the conversation. Please keep in touch and reach out to us. Um, DM us, email us, whatever it is. Yeah, we do love to hear from you. And make sure you're following us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. The website is www.lifeafterkids.com. Now go show midlife who's boss. Yes. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks again for listening to Life After Kids. When you have a moment, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you liked our conversation, hit follow and share it with a friend. For more on Life After Kids, go to www.lifeafterkids.com. We'll be back every Sunday, and we hope you will too. Until next time.